yours truly, CB, alongside one AD. We're back in the saddle. Cap Rooney, cheers to a happy new year, new things, and the bigger and better things. We clapped our drinks up this week. We did, yes. We went with the uh, Wild Turkey Rare Breed for this week's uh, beverage selection. Yep. Uh, A little bit of an upgrade over uh, White Claw from last week's edition. Um, So I'm excited to be here. We've got a big year ahead. Uh, already what a year it's been. We got some pipe bomb news to start the year off. Yeah, so this one is a head scratcher right here. I almost think I always feel like this is like a work in itself. I'm just waiting for, you know, something that like a wrestling angle to come out of this. But the news of Vince McMahon once back in mm-hmm. he's actually elected himself back on the board of directors mm-hmm. as the mature majority shareholder to do that. Yep. And he's put two of his Crony's back on the board, and he's made some really bold statements. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, one being, I'm not approving any kind of new media rights deal mm-hmm. without me signing off on it. Yep. And him, basically him leading the way, no one else. And he even threatened to bankrupt the company if, if needed. Yeah. He's, he's lost touch with reality, I honestly think. Like, I don't get this whole thing he's doing like i mentioned to you like off camera you know he's like a little kid who threw like a little temper tantrum and got his way pretty much like and like forced his way to get what he wants it's it's unbelievable this is really like the show on hbo succession you're literally it's about a family who owns a media company it's supposed to be like um yeah they, they own a, a television network and the guy the old guy is getting ready to retire and the son's gonna take over and then the dad comes back and it causes a big uproar. Really good show. This is exactly like that. This is exactly that same storyline where the, the old man's coming wants to come back and it's his way or the highway and it's just very odd, like this whole thing. Yeah, and like, you know, his whole big thing was like about the media rights deals and everything, but and their uh stock price, but I feel like all this is gonna hurt, I would imagine, their stock price and you know, their media rights deals because, you know, the whole hush money, you know, scandal he had, like, that's a bad optic for the company. Uh, and to come back at a time where, you know, stock market as is isn't doing well, and they're getting ready to negotiate a TV deal, I would think that would drive down both prices because, you know, if I was a business looking at that, I see him as a liability, um, and, you know, a very hostile majority shareholder who if he doesn't get his way, you know, you don't know what he's going to do. So that's why I think it could potentially hurt them even in that case, which is, you know, why I'm surprised, you know, the company kind of just rolled over and, you know, played dead while Vince did what he wanted. Uh, and the one thing I found quite interesting is one of the people they took off the board um, was the person who led the investigation for Vince's scandal. So it's like an F you, like, you did this to me, so get the heck out of here now. It, it is. I just can't believe this is happening. Me neither. Like, we thought, okay, things are going to be all, you know, sunshines and rainbows. He's going off into the sunset. And, you know, six months later, he's back trying to act like nothing happened. Like, it's crazy. And what what do you think Stephanie thinks of all this? His own daughter. Who is now, it's her turn to take this thing to the new millennium. It's her opportunity to kind of take the ball and run with it. And... This has to cause some turmoil in that family relationship. Oh, for sure, because, like, you know, it was supposed to be her time to run with it and go be with Nick Khan, you know, with her as well. But now it's just like, you know, he kind of has no faith in them and just said, you know, I don't trust you to get the most of me, so I'm going to come back and do it myself. You know, there's those rumors, too, he's only doing this to set the company up so he can sell it, which, you know, him selling it wouldn't be such a bad thing, honestly, um, and him riding off the sunset that way. But, you know, the, the way he's going about it, it's basically saying, like, you know, I don't have trust my own daughter to do what's right for the company when it comes to negotiating a TV deal. And maybe, you know, when it comes to selling the company, I don't trust her at all to leave anything. Well, that's the thing is, if they're going to negotiate a TV deal or if they're going to sell it, if they sell it to a media company like Fox or NBC Universal, they wouldn't directly need to negotiate a TV deal. Like if they, the easiest would be to sell it to directly NBC Universal. Mm-hmm. They already have the entire library of Peacock. Yep. They'll stay there. 
Raw is already in USA Network. They moved SmackDown back to USA Network on yeah. Thursday or Friday, whenever they Tuesday, whenever they want. The only thing I like about NBC having it is because, you know, when the Fox, sorry, when SmackDown was pretty fun, um, you know, USA, their numbers were struggling for a while. Um, and then, you know, once Fox took over, that's where they kind of had that, like, you know, little jolt of energy and spark into the ratings. So that's why I think it's a dangerous part if NBC gets it. You know, I don't think for it to be successful, it could live on USA. I think they need to be on that prime network. You know, I think that's why SmackDown is doing well, because on a prime network, Fox that everyone gets, whereas, you know, USA, some people still don't get that. Um, so that's why I kind of as much don't like the NBC unless they moved it to their actual network, but, you know, I don't see them probably doing that. Whereas, you know, Fox has done a great job spotlighting uh, the company by putting it on their main channel, um, unless there's something that interferes with it, and, you know, really spotlighting it. I think that's what's allowed it to take off in the ratings, along with, you know, them showcasing a lot of their top talent on that uh, brand as well, which has helped the ratings, I think, as well with it. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, what else does NBC have? Besides, they have, obviously, Sunday Night Football. But aside from that, what else do they have, like, on their lineup that's going to draw a consistent 2 million people every yeah, single year? Yeah, they got their Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Chicago Med. Chicago, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> colonoscopy. <laughs> so, Chicago Proctologist. That was interesting. I watched that. Chicago Proctology? Can you imagine that? Oh, we got a real case here. Oh my god, look out, this guy shoved a fucking broom up his ass. Look out. Um, so, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's gonna be quite possibly the most turmoil year in company history. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I'm very interested where it goes, you know, with Vince coming back, you know, I'm sure everyone's big hesitation right away is, please, God, stay the heck away from anything creative whatsoever because of the difference that there's been since he left that aspect. So I think that's, you know, everyone's biggest concern, too, is him coming back. Like, they're afraid, like, with this hostile comeback he's doing, he's going to, like, hostily come back and, you know, take over all the creative or anything when he claims he isn't doing that. But, you, you know, six months ago, we didn't think he was ever coming back. Or at this point now, so who says he's not going to try and take over creative again when it's doing so well without him having anything to do with it whatsoever? Yeah, I... I thought they've done a wonderful job since then. Not perfect, obviously, but they've established long-term storytelling. Mm-hmm. They've elevated mid-card titles to mean something again. Um, new stars, they've invented some. They've stopped doing a lot of silly stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. Yeah, because when you think Vince was uh, still in charge, we still have Max Dupree going, whereas now you know we have L.A. Knight under Triple H, who has just taken off and like you know has gone to the moon. Under the Triple H regime, like you know, they've turned him into like a top star on uh, SmackDown right now. Yeah, yeah, it's just really sad. It's just like, all right, you're going to jeopardize all of your family relationships at this point for what? Sell a company, you cash out for five billion dollars, maybe a little more, and and then what? You're you're left alone. Yep. So is it worth it, Vince McMahon? Is it worth it to? Just destroy everything you have. You built up this empire. I mean, his, his marriage has already been gone after all the allegations came out. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't he, know. he dug himself a major hole, and, you know, the fact he's doing this, you know, with kind of bringing his own cronies, like we said, you know, instead of trusting the board they have, like, it's just, just smells like crap. It does. I mean, it's, it's all a prick-waving contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because... Do we really think that Nick Khan is not capable of negotiating a solid, fair media rights deal? And he's been groomed to be, like, he was groomed as a right-hand man, like, to Vince for a while, you know. And, you know, it was his time to take over along with Stephanie next to him. But kind of Nick guiding the way, it felt like. Um, and now it's just, like, pretty much he's just said, I don't trust either of you. I'm going to do this myself, you know, because he's just... He's always been a guy who can't let go of control. Yeah, and I agree. I think the only company to be interested in buying this would be a media company. Mm-hmm. Uh, another private company buying it would risk run the risk of, well, if we don't have television attached to it, it's virtually yeah. worthless. 
yeah, there's a lot of great, the video library is worth a lot. But the ongoing product isn't worth it unless there's television attached to it. And it's got to be someone who has their own streaming setup uh, already as well. Yeah, which Fox has the Tubi setup, yeah. uh, which I don't think has that much power behind it. Yeah, I mean, Peacock did yeah. a great job pumping some life into it. But I know a ways back they mentioned Disney at one point, but, you know, I mean, they obviously have the money, but, you know, as far as actually uh, broadcasting it on TV, they don't, you know, I don't think they'd be airing WWE on the Disney Channel. No, I mean, under the Disney portfolio, they have ABC, which I don't know if any of the yeah. WWE properties fit on that channel. Mm-hmm. They obviously have ESPN, which same thing, being a sports entertainment property, I don't know if that exactly fits there either. Uh, what else do they have? You know, there's some other networks in that portfolio as well, but yeah. Although when I think of Disney, though, I think those old-fashioned Disney commercials have, like, the random character, like, TV characters in the show that wave those wands to make Disney sound nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, Roman Reigns are very like, just waving a little Disney wand to make it a Mickey Mouse ears with a little WWE in, in there, like. I could see that. I could. Um, I think it would be pretty comical, but that's why I don't think it would be them just for that reason. Well, that's, I mean, that's the one thing I think Disney would take it and use a lot of the copy, the intellectual property to do crossovers with Marvel and yep. Star Wars yep. and things like that. The theme well, park. The theme park world, they make a killer match like they have a, a theme section called the Island of Relevancy. Yes. 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 Well, they could do it a lot. Like, they could do a ton yep. with that in the theme park world, but where does it fit in in the television landscape? I don't know. Yeah, because, you know, airing-wise, the most the place that would make most sense is let's do it on ESPN. That would be a perfect place for it. But and the issue own, is like, free form, I think. Yeah. But, but the issue that takes it away from working is, you know, for example, you have your Monday Night Football in the fall with your Manning cast on ESPN2, so that just rules ESPN out on Monday nights right away there. Fridays, they could realistically do... Um, uh, sometimes they have the NBA on Friday nights, so, you know, it would be tough that end, but Friday would be easier, but the Monday nights would be the tough part to figure out, especially during football season, so, you know, uh, that's why I don't know if Disney really fits into the picture, so it'll be interesting to see when the media right deals come up, do they just, you know, stand pat and stick with the companies they are, or does someone make a play to get control of both shows, or is it, you know, it just stay this split method, um, but I think... You know, with Fox, they've laid a better found like blueprint saying your show does better on our network because you're able to get more eyes on it um, versus the USA network because, you know, it's a primetime network. Everyone gets Fox. Like, no one misses out on that channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I think, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing it on Fox. You know, it's just obviously the streaming piece for Fox is a little, you know, not so great, but, you know. Um, they can always improve on that because so many companies now, like everyone has it, everyone's, you know, rapidly improving theirs. Uh, so I don't see it being an issue, you know, eventually. I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I could see Fox making a play for it. Uh, a couple of years ago, Fox sold off virtually all of their IP business and mm-hmm. got out of the uh, movie business. They sold off 20th Century Fox Studios to Disney. Now yep. they have 20th Century Studios. Yep. They sold all the, the whatever rights they own with Star Wars in conjunction with that, um, all of that. And they went, all right, we're going to focus on our core business of television, and we know sports is what drives a lot of the revenue for us. So oh, yeah. they went big on, uh, for a while, they did the UFC. They sold that off, and they, obviously they're big in football, college football, baseball, and NFL, obviously. But other than that, what else do they have aside from NFL football and SmackDown on Fridays? They got their well. They have their baseball. If they're wearing baseball, do they have their prime time games? That's usually on the weekends only. Yeah. Like they don't have their like during outside football season. <clears throat> they don't really have anything outside SmackDown. Um, that's really a big sporting event because you know TNT <clears throat> has the NHL now. Um, that airs on there, so they don't have that. You know, so NBA, TNT as well. So Fox doesn't really have, you know, a prime time thing, which is why for them it could be smart logistically to do. Um, and if they need to, they can, I would think, shuffle around things to make it work on both Mondays and Fridays. It would. And if they want to enter the streaming game, this is a great, like, ten-pole thing they could build around. 
know they own the Tubi platform, which is like a free yep. streaming app kind of thing. Um, but they have, their, watch, they have their Fox Now as well. They have Fox Now, but if they want to really build those up and to be competitors with Peacock and the Netflix of the world and mm-hmm. and all of that, um, this is an opportunity for them to do that. Um, that would be yeah. another opportunity for Disney, because I didn't think of this. Disney also owns Hulu. Mm-hmm. So if they move the entire library to Hulu, that would be a major incentive for people to like sign up for Hulu, which is well, sometimes they still were because at one point they were airing previous WWE episodes on Hulu. I don't know if they do that anymore or not, but that was a thing I know at one point where they were airing. NXT used to be on there, and then yeah, I know main event was as well. And then if they would air, you know, after the Raw and SmackDown would air, they put it on there as well. So. Uh, up until I think five years ago, all of the major networks owned a piece of Hulu. Yeah. And Disney, I think a year or two ago, blocked all the interest in it. Okay. So now Disney owns. That's why if you see the Disney bundle, you can get yeah. Hulu, ESPN Plus, and Disney Plus all yeah. the Fox Fall International. But Disney owns all of Hulu, so that would be a great catalog to add to that platform. Oh, um, for sure, yeah. But the main thing is where do you put the live program? They have them, but I think they're not in the position to keep. You know, they pay a ton of money for all the rights. Oh yeah, they have football and the UFC to pay billions of dollars for mm-hmm. all the college games. So they're they're. I don't know if they're in the position to spend another five or six billion dollars on the entire WWE business right now. I know Fox yeah. kind of has that luxury yeah. right now, at least. So I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. You know, it's just unfortunate that, you know, Vince is the one that's leading the charge, you know, because we thought he was riding off the sunset to retirement, and now he just, like, played a practical joke on us, like, just kidding, I'm back. Yeah. So, if you had to put money on it, two final questions before we move on to the next topic. Um, Do we see companies sail this year, and who, in the year 2023? I'm going to say no. I think 2024, maybe. Um, the deal is up. When is their deal up? Their media rights deal? I think it's the end of this year. Their five-year deal, right? Yeah. They signed in 2019 and started. Yeah. They're up to their negotiating point. But now. they usually announce those, I think, a year ago. Yeah, they announced that it's going to be fresh. They're getting near negotiating point now. As far as selling the company, I don't think yet. As far as media rights, I mean, I won't be surprised if they stand pat, honestly, but I would personally like to see Fox take complete control of both, and then when Fox takes control, also cut Monday Night Raw down by one hour. So two-hour Raw, two-hour SmackDown, uh, because I think that's what hurts Raw in the ratings sometimes, is the length of it, because, you know, usually if you look at the, you know, minute by minute or hour by hour ratings, you notice Raw, you know, Kind of has like more up and down, up and down based on what's going on. Where SmackDown, you know, has more consistency consistency to it because it's a shorter show and more like action packed. Whereas you know, Raw has those like random segments that are like just fillers in there. Uh, I can see that. Um, yeah, it's 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 tough. I I'm gonna say yes. We're gonna see a sale this year. It's gonna be major news. I think it'll probably happen around the summertime. Mm-hmm. And I think I think they're going to do it because Vince McMahon's acting so crazy. I think they're going to try to force this thing through Yeah, to get the McMahon family out of the business. Or at least get him out. I would say get him out. I mean, Stephanie, she does a fantastic job. Like, I have no issues with her whatsoever. You know, she's her, a great face brand. Her and her husband. Triple like, H, yeah. They're great face for the brand, like, you can't go wrong with either of them, you know, so I'd like to see them stay, even you know, after they do sell it, if they do eventually. Um, you know, I would eventually like to just to get passed down to them instead of even getting sold, like, just say, okay, I'm giving everything, I'm giving all the controlling shares and interest to Stephanie, but, you know, why he's, you know, in the selling route is a little selfish, I think, for him, too, like, it's kind of saying, as well, when you think about it, like, you know, I just care about my money, not, like, passing down my legacy to my family and keeping it in my family, which, you know, you would think that's what you want to see, especially when his daughter is giving, like, her life to the business. 
yeah. Although if I'm her, if they sell the company, she's going to get a nice payout to either oh, yeah. stay on. But because if you think of it this way, like if Fox buys the company, they don't know how to run a wrestling company. They're going to still need the main staff in there to kind of keep the ball rolling. Otherwise, they're going to be a waste of money. Um, well, she would still have a share in the company. I think the business would just sell controlling interest. So Stephanie would still have shares in the company. I think it would be up to her if she wants to sell her shares as well. Yeah, it wants to sell. Unless Fox wants to take somebody back privately, which, which, I don't know at this point if they would. You know, since they're already public, they might just keep it that way. But yeah. You never, or just throw it under the Fox entity, you know. And yeah, so it's it's going to be a major convoluted thing to kind of uh, get through. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be like a here's an envelope full of cash. And, yeah. Uh, See you later. <laughs> uh, it was really nice knowing you. But I think that we're going to see a major paradigm shift. I think this year it's going to be gargantuan. Yeah. Hopefully for the best. Oh, Tony, Tony Khan today put out something saying like, you know, people like really started appreciating me today in the company. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love we all love, we we mentioned it before. We're not shy about loving Tony Khan. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny he took that chance, like you know, take a little dig. <laughs> Imagine if Tony tried to do the same skit like 50 years from now. Yeah. Like a little yeah. old man Tony Combs. Yeah. Imagine Tony just for uh, shits and giggles and put a bit into <laughs> to find can you imagine? Can you imagine Tony's like, hey, I'm here to buy. Justin said that it was me, Austin. It was me, yes. Vince. It yes. was me, Austin. <laughs> I can see it. Tony, like, in his, like, on his yacht or his private jet, like drawing out like fantasy wars between the two yep. leagues, all three leagues with Ring of Honor involved. Oh man, he's like, oh my god, oh my god, this is gonna be great. World domination, yeah. <laughs> and then Sean Khan's dad comes in, you just spent ten billion dollars. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Um, he definitely has the money to probably do it if he wanted to, but I mean, I don't think he will. But it would just be hysterical if he just threw a bid in for you know shits and giggles. No, Tony, if you're gonna do that, buy a TV network first. Yeah, yeah, I, I would do that. That's the uh, Eric Bischoff said. I was listening to Eric Bischoff's podcast today, mm-hmm. and he said, "Without television, it's you know there is no wrestling business." Although he is a major Tony Khan hater, he is, he is. But he was talking about the same topic. He was talking about because um, he has this podcast strictly business, where he talks about the business side of yeah. everything, and he's talking about the BD rights deal, and he says. You know, Vince is a, a fighter, but he's also a best for business guy. So he thinks at the end of the day, it's like a lot of, um, you know, just a lot of talk. It's, I don't think he really jeopardized the business. You hope not, but, you know, it could kind of be like a little vengeance thing since the company kicked him to the curb, basically, because of this investigation. It could be a little, like, payback, like, you did this to me, now watch what I do now. Could be. Could be. All right, so you're voting no for this year? No, I'm voting 2024 the sale happens. Because, you know, I think Vince, you know, is going to hold on to it for a little bit longer. You know, and I think it could be, too, Vince maybe doesn't get the offers he wants money-wise right away. So it's going to take some time um, before the sale happens. Well, if he starts acting like an asshole, like these TV companies are going to, like, hold it against him and say, look, you look like a crazy person. You're going to lose leverage here. And, you know, honestly, too, for him, it'd be smart to sell it as quick as possible because, you know, everyone thinks there's going to be a recession coming, so companies are going to have less money to throw around for a bidding. So if, he, if you know, he's a businessman, he says he is, you know, you want to try and sell it as quick as possible before any financial recession happens um, to get the maximum amount of dollar value he wants out of the company. Yeah, my answer is just, Vince, just move on. What's yeah. more to prove? Just yeah. take the money and... They'll have some fun. They'll get a boat, a new boat, and just like, just live life a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, I was getting over him. I was, I was, you know, enjoying life without Vince, and now, you know, it's like an extra being forced back into a relationship with, like, against your own will. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's, uh, it's. There's no one like quite like Vince McMahon for sure. Um, all right, so let's keep the show moving a little bit. Um, talking a little bit about we're we're now in January. We're in the season mm-hmm. and this past monday we saw like a two-minute video package focusing on the return of 
the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. uh, which is really well done. So give me your thoughts on Cody coming back. It looks like they're giving him the, the star treatment. The way they made him look like a million yeah. bucks. You know, I was very surprised they went this route. You know, I always thought they would go with the, you know, surprise return angle with them at the Rumble. But now, you know, they're at the point where they're basically, like, saying, like, it's it's going to happen here. Um, and, you know, they have Cody talking about how, he, you know, his one goal is for the title when they've interviewed him as well. So, you know, they're kind of, like, implying, you know, you think that's the route it's going to go where he wins the Rumble. Um, unless, you know, for whatever reason, The Rock shows up and wins the Rumble. Um, so they're kind of like, you know, already telling you what's going to happen, which, you know, I kind of wish they went the surprise angle personally, um, because, you know, I think it allows to be more of a moment, like, whereas now you're like, you just expect it to happen. Whereas, you know, going back to Mania, you know, you kind of, you knew it was going to happen, but you weren't certain when he showed up. I kind of wanted to see that again with the Rumble, like where everyone expected him, like he was going to be there, but you honestly didn't have that certain answer and it made it a special moment um but now i feel like it kind of took away from that because i feel like now you know what's probably going to happen in most cases unless you know you have the rock that's thrown into into the mix yeah i i kind of yeah i kind of agree because it's like all right we could do the the worst kept secret style booking where everybody knows it's coming but we haven't talked about it and we're gonna all tune in to see what happens yeah. Kind of like they would see him punk two years ago and yep. with Saucer Banks at the uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Everybody knew it was coming, but we didn't officially know until she came out. Um, <clears throat> with a very interesting hairstyle. Um, yeah. So, but now on the other foot, it's like, all right, we know he's coming. Now we're going to still tune in to see him. Yeah, so like, where I'd like to see this go to is, you know, I'm hoping they don't just keep it to these, like, vignettes. Like, I would like to see him now that, like, you know, they're kind of implying he's coming back, like, have an appearance on Raw to kind of get the crowd invested into him being in the Rumble now. So I feel like, you know, with these vignettes, you know, it's, you know, yeah, the crowd's going to like it, but I think they need to see him physically to really, you know, hammer home, like, the he's coming back point. Yeah, I like that, too. At this point, since they've already put him back on TV, even if it's in a vignette, um, let's go the Triple H 2002 route when he came back from the quad injury. He appeared in January on TV again. It was huge pop. I can't believe it was 20 years. It was 22 years. 21 years ago. I mean, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember watching a lot. Um, but him coming back, it was a big deal, and they built him up. And then he ended up winning the Rumble and ultimately went on to main and be Chris Jericho. Still, obviously, doing the damn thing. Doing the damn thing <laughs> all these years later. And, um, no, I'd like to see him follow that similar route. Just start bringing bring him out now announce that he's going to make his return, so you can build it up and get a ratings pop. Yeah. You announce that Cody's going to appear on Raw on called February first, whatever that date is. You build it up for two weeks or three weeks, like when that date rolls around, you're going to get a huge rating. Oh yeah, people are going to tune just to see what he has to say. Yeah, because you know we talked about how before, like you know USA sometimes doesn't do well with ratings. You know that's a nice way, right there, to get a nice rating boost to say, okay, Cody's going to be on the show this week because. He's, he's the top guy on Raw, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so you, if you want to get ratings, you got to advertise your top guy being on the show and take advantage of everything that you can. I I agree. If, if you're not going to do a surprise route, I think you have to let's stack the cards, stack the decks as much as you can, and milk the ratings out of it, milk the Peacocks and yeah. Peacock subscriptions out of it. At this point, you're going into the year um, – you're going to media rights renewal year, so you want to try to pop as many, give yourself as much leverage as possible to. Yep. Um, and and you really want to showcase like your top guys in that thing, like to really say like you know, you can count on these guys to get you the ratings. Um, and you know, with that like you know, I would say bring him back on TV, the Raw before the Royal Rumble. I think that's the perfect time. Do the last show. You know, either have them open or close the show, one or the other. Don't just throw them in the middle of the show or, like, you know, at the 10 o'clock hour like they do with a lot of random people um, with a big segment. You know, have them open the show or close the show, you know, to really get the crowd going, you know, set a tone, either heading into that whole Raw episode or, you know, to close it out to get the fans, like, super pumped for what's going to happen in the Royal Rumble. Uh, I like that a lot. Yeah, have them just open a show 
and have like, give him a 30 minute block where he just comes out and you know the pop is gonna be crazy. Yep. And have him like take his time to the ring in his burgundy suit, yep. bleach blonde hair. He's gonna walk down. He's gonna stare at the crowd very yep. slowly. He's gonna do that smile that he does. Yeah. Like that. And then uh, he's gonna come to the ring and then they're gonna co- and he's gonna take his time with the microphone. We'll start the Cody chant. And he's about to say something, and they're going to say, welcome back, welcome back. And then he's going to finally say something, and um, he'll say something like, what do you guys want to talk about? You know, like he does sometimes. Yep. And, you know, he'll do, he'll do a classic Cody promo, and then at the end of it, he'll just announce his intentions to enter the Royal Rumble and go after the big one that his father said for him to win. The, um, the, you know, the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. So... I'd, I'd love it. It'd be a great story. And a heck of a build. If you do that, and then you've got two whole months to just build the hell out of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm definitely curious where they go with Cody. Uh, hopefully it's the route I've been saying for a long time, you know, that I want it to go. It would be nice to see if that happens or not. Yeah. I, uh, I hope so. Uh, I would definitely lean towards that. Yes, it will. Um, I just think with better shot of going definitely going to get him on TV, but to get The Rock on TV. And plus, at this point, if The Rock comes out, he might not get the pop reaction in a positive way that he won, because it's no. sort of like the Daniel Bryan he'll definitely, 2014. I mean, it's The Rock. He'll definitely get uh, he'll definitely get the pop, you know, because he's The Rock. But, you know, when it's Mania and Roman's held the title for so long, you know, you want, I think everyone's ready for it to finally end. You know, although I wouldn't be surprised if people want to see Sami Zayn at this point he'd win it, but yeah, I mean that would be. Uh, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, I I don't know, but that's another kind of story as well, which we'll, I want to get to. Uh, but let's talk about Alexa Bliss first with the Bray Wyatt. But I do want to end on that. Mm-hmm. The Bloodline segment. Yeah. Um, but let's talk talk about Alexa Bliss. What do you think of the way she she came out of Raw and just destroyed Bianca Blair? Uh, sent her to a, a medical center for uh, for uh, attention, medical attention. Yeah, it was interesting how they did that. You know, like I kind of had a feeling. I think everyone did as well. Something was going to happen in that match um, with her and that whole angle. Um, it was interesting how they had like the flashes, like gradually going into her, like kind of like it getting into her brain, like she's getting like pretty brainwashed, kind of. Um, and all of a sudden, her just, you know, snapping out of nowhere, attacking the ref, uh, and then kind of just losing her mind, like, on Bianca, and just absolutely, you know, demolishing her. Um, I'm curious where they go with it now. Like, is she, you know, just this Alexa with, like, this intense edge again, um, and stays on her own? Or does she find a way back to Bray? Or does she, like, just join Uncle Howdy? Because we don't know what the relationship between Bray and Uncle Howdy is. There's so many layers that we still don't have an answer to, but I'm definitely curious where it goes. But, you know, I like the direction it's going. You know, I wonder if they have her defeat Bianca. Um, but, you know, anything's possible. I, I, I really am enjoying where it's going because they've done a great job, like, gradually building these flashes, gradually having her get gradually brainwashed again because at first you know just start with these like blank stares um and then it's gradually turned into this like releasing the anger in her now where it led to this past week where she finally snapped um so they've done a great job of building into this so you know i'm kind of curious what layer do they add next to it into that you know build with alexa and this whole uh brain storyline they have going uh for sure It'll be uh, interesting to see. Um, so where do you think this angle goes? Do you think it ends with a big payoff with Bianca and Alexa at the Royal Rumble? Or where does this? Where do we think this goes? I would expect them to have a match at the Rumble for sure. Um, it's just tough because they're building Alexa up to be strong again. So, you know, how does it pay off where Alexa doesn't win the title if they go that route? Because, you know, Bianca's like we've mentioned in previous episodes, you know, she's been their, like, go-to female, and at this point, you kind of just had that expectation she's going to be at WrestleMania as the Raw Women's Champion going into it. Um, 
So I kind of still feel that way. So, you, you know, you have to figure out a payoff where Alexa doesn't win the title, um, but still comes out strong at this rate. Or they just say, we're going to strap the backpack on uh, Jetpack onto Alexa Bliss instead of this point and, you know, see where this, you know, strong, dark character goes this time because last time it happened, it got this really crappy run where, you know, uh, she had turned on Bray, and then it turned into, you know, she had that stupid doll, um, you know, for the longest time, and it really just went nowhere at all. Um, so I'm curious, you know, where it goes this time with the, you know, dark Alexa. For sure. I'm just a fan of what they're doing with the women's division overall. I mean, the Bailey and Becky feud is, is really heating up, too, and I enjoyed that segment. Um as well as past Monday. So they're doing a lot of good things in the women's division. Yeah. I mean, also, the only thing I'm a question about the whole women's division is, yes, we absolutely hate Ronda Rousey. You know I'm not a For fan. Sure. You know I'm not a I fan. I think it's run its course, yeah. But the fact they brought Charlotte back, the other person people were kind of getting annoyed with always has the title nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. They bring her back and put the title on her. I think it was a little bit of a questionable decision. Like, yes, we've all said anyone but Ronda, but the fact they went with her um, was, you know, a little interesting, honestly, why they went that route. Um, I was, you know, not so big on it, but I didn't hate it completely. But I'm curious where they go now with Charlotte and her ring, because I think, you know, if you compare the Raw Women's Division and the SmackDown Women's Division, I definitely say the Raw Women's Division is way stronger for sure. than the SmackDown one. So, you know, they I don't know where it goes with Charlotte because SmackDowns only have another strong woman on there to be the person to take Charlotte down. Now it's just Ronda and Charlotte, and that's really it. Like, you know, so, but whereas Raw, you have all these possibilities that could happen. They, they could benefit from a draft or a superstar shakeup where move some of those pieces around a little bit. I agree, yeah. Balance it out. Well, yeah, because just think, when they did um, the last one, you know, for example, you had Sasha Banks in the picture on SmackDown as one of their top people, but and uh, Naomi, well, obviously right now that's not the case based on things going on. You know, there's been rumors that Naomi may come back. Um, they've been talking about recently. Um, you know, maybe the Rumble's a good spot for that as well. Um, but, yeah, the, the SmackDown women's division, you know, some of this, you know, with things out of their control is definitely lacking. So, you know, I think that's the area they really need to improve on is the depth over there because Brawl has so much depth on their side right now. Um, sidebar, what do you think about Mercedes Monet, the debut? Um, What's next for her? Well, you know, I think it obviously, you know, is everything we saw coming. I think her debut was, you know, it was okay because, you know, for example, you had the botched move on Kyrie Sane, you know, whose fault that was, we don't know. Um, so I think that took away from it a little bit. Her entrance, um, the music, I'm a little iffy about. I'm not a fan of where they repeat the money like a million times. Like, I think optimally, like, I think I would enjoy the entrance more if they just did it one time. Like, just at the start, like, money and then just go on from the music from there, I think it'd be better. Besides that, I liked it, you know. Um, I think she did a good job, you know, definitely got a, a big pop, even though everyone saw it coming. I'm curious where she goes, you know, from here. Like, we know she's booked for uh, New Japan and the San Jose show coming up. Um, so I'm curious, is she just doing New Japan? Because she talked about she's on that world domination tour, so is she going to you know, just do per appearance deals all around the world everywhere. Is she going to sign with somewhere exclusively? Like, you know, everyone keeps saying, you know, logically AEW. Like, of course, that's going to come up when you're a free agent. Um, you know, is she going to go there at some point? Which, you know, personally, I would like to see. Cause I think there's a lot of great opportunities for her there. Um, and I think, you know, unlike when she worked for Vince, Tony's going to be an owner who's more willing to listen to her and value her. For sure. um, as a top woman, but you know, I know she has movie aspirations as well. Um, so that's why I'm not sure if she will sign anywhere, especially with the issue she had. She may have trust issues with signing uh, somewhere on like a, you know a long term deal. Um, but 
you know, I think starting off with New Japan was a good, a good move from her, um, you know, because New Japan's really been starting to build their women's division now, uh, finally. Um, so I think she saw the opportunity, like, you know what, let me go and inject more life into this division that's really starting to take life finally. So I think that was a good move by her. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the only logical U.S. partner would be AEW. Uh, I think she's too big of a star. Yeah. So oh. do any kind of, like, independent promotion. Yeah. Um, well, because she had mentioned Mexico at one point, though, so, you know, she could show up at Triple A, maybe. You can see that. Going down and peering at, like, you know, a Triple Mania show or a big Triple yeah. A show. And then I wonder if she's going to take the IWGP Women's title, too, as well. Like, you would think, you would assume she might, just because of her name and who she is, but, you know, they've said she's on a per-appearance deal um, with New Japan, so that might hold their women's title back a little bit because it won't be defended as frequently um, as well. Yeah, I agree. I just, I, it was different for, like, a Cody who, when he left 2016, was a mid-card, kind of middle-of-the-road guy, and then it made sense for him to show up literally everywhere. He showed up in TNA, he showed up uh, at Ring of Honor, he showed up at, like, literally every little barroom indie promotion you could find. I mean, staying with that, too, like, you look at all the guys that, for example, left WWE and went, to AEW, they were all like mid card guys on those shows. There wasn't really many like a top top of the card guy that went over. Like the guy that got you know the highest was probably Miro when he went yeah. over. He was probably the highest touted one. I mean, I mean, you had Jericho, but you know at the time he left WWE, he was kind of a mid card guy at that point, even though he was a big star for there a long time. Uh, but whereas you know you had Sasha Banks when she left, she was like one of the the top women in the company, so we're kind of in, like, a little unprecedented area where you see this top woman left the company, um, and, you know, they're on their own path now, so, you know, it's, she's kind of creating a new path for if the top person leaves, what do they do? Yes, she's going to be the blueprint mm -hmm. going forward for anybody else that wants to kind of follow this path, so. Yeah, I think you go, after I mentioned Moxley, too, Moxley at the point he left, you know, he had kind of fallen down in graces once they said he wasn't signed. They kind of buried him as well. He had been kind of blown in the mid-card as well because people may say, oh, Moxie was a top-of-the-card guy. But at that point, he was floating back down to the mid-card as well. Yeah, but I mean, Moxley, I think, does fit anywhere. I mean, he fits on the independent circuit because he was an independent guy for the longest time. And you, just still, you still see him yeah, on the indies because he likes well, to. And he just has that independent personality, I feel like. He does. And I think he just enjoys it. Yeah, whereas, you know, Sasha's like that glamorous, you know, star, like, which is something we haven't seen, you know, take over. So I'm curious to see, you know, does she follow maybe the uh, the Chris Jericho route, possibly, where Chris Jericho went to, like, New Japan for a little bit, did his thing there, then came to AEW, or, you know, does she just do her own thing for forever, do, do movies and whatnot, and just wrestle here and there, like, you know, it'll be interesting to say. Yeah, for sure. I mean, maybe she does a little bit of everything. Maybe she does a short-time thing with AEW or per appearance thing, or just to do a program with Britt Baker yep. and leave, or Soraya and yep. leave. I mean, my awful thing that I think I would love to see is, you know, something with her and Jade Cargill. I think that would be absolute money. Not, you know, no pun intended with the name uh, there. Um, see what you did there. <laughs> so I didn't do that on purpose. Um, but, you know, it'd be cool to see her be the one to... to have the undefeated streak end. Because if you're going to end the undefeated streak, it's really got to be someone big, I think, at this point. And, like, I think, you know, there's physically no one bigger you can go at this point to end that streak than her. So that'd be something, you know, that I would be interested in seeing if, you know, that's something that, you know, piques her interest. That would be a big fight feel. That would be a great pay-per-view match or even a big, big main event on TV. Oh, that's definitely a pay-per-view match for sure. That would be a heck of a feud. Just to do like a blow-off or something like that. Yeah, that would yeah. be a great opportunity for her. I mean, she's still young. How old is Mercedes Bernardo? She's not old. Like late 20s, early 30s? Yeah, so she's still got, you know, another 10 years or so. Yeah, and I, I think we'll have an indication if she's going to come to AEW by revolution time for sure. Because I think if she's coming... Uh, if I were to predict the match, it would be Jade and her at 
revolution. Yeah. Um, I agree. And uh, I hope so. We'll see. Um, okay, let me just check this out here. These folks, there's a little bit of tech. I think we're back. Okay. Um, either seen or not. Somebody is still fine. So. <laughs> uh, um, so we'll see what's next for uh, a year for the. Um, moving over to that. Uh, and Sammy Zane's um, quite the, uh, uh, the story. My question is where, how do we end all? What's the big payoff here? You know, it's very interesting where they're going. You know, they had now where Roman Leo in the ring. Um, but then a pop, um, and you know, you have Paul here now about mentioning Sammy all these stops ahead. Um, so it's, it's kind of him and trying to like put in Sammy's you should turn like or, or like they, you know, where, where does Paul Hammond play it? What is uh, uh, photos of Sammy? Sammy's eventually going to split with Owens. I think a lot of Sammy and KO take the most off at WrestleMania. As it goes. And then Owen have their own feud against each other too at some point. Have to explore that. Or Sammy getting back at one of them. For Sammy to get back to Roman for controlling him, they explore as well. Yeah. Did we ever see Sammy They were going to do it, and now, now is the time to capitalize. You go back a year ago, no one could stand him. It was just like, everyone hated it, like he was. Some of the card, um, and then he knows this now, and you know everyone goes, um, and you know eyes on it. Now is the time. Otherwise, once Sammy splits, you know, does he go back down the card again after all that's on it now? Um, if they, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's fixed. Attack Kevin Owens because you know Kevin Owens is such a strong that you know it will allow Sammy. The last is the world title throwing right and let's say it goes away for a while. Yep. And uh, uh, the bloodline or vice versa with Sammy and his ball you know, could be Such 
a long run. Talk about that long, long term storytelling. You know, pay off. You hope, you know, up and then, you know, they go you know, after all this has the payoff. For sure. It's, um, caring for it. Because it's, I would hope, that's a certain point. Because you gotta have such after three, you gotta have something to go with. That being said, uh, this edition of uh, wrestling makes a roll takes. We're already feeling plays six there, and which is all of a sudden we got. <laughs> we sure did. He just yeah, seven. His arms like that, yeah. and just you know. Um, so I enjoy drinking some uh, rare breed rye for a vintage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but thanks for hanging out with us. I hope you uh, are enjoying your Friday evening. Else is uh, wrapping up. Probably down. Um, but the big Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Um, I'm still doing the damn thing. He's that uh, you know.